Can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? Do you want me to adjust that? What is that noise? Are you drinking <laughs> seltzer water? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? I have a whole case <laughs> in my trunk. Why do you have a case of seltzer water in your... Are you a clown? I needed one bottle <laughs> for a false sangria. And now I have a whole case. A false sangria or a fall sangria? An autumnal sangria. Nice return. Made, made with... um. With with um, apple cider, fresh apples, fresh pears, and a lot of whiskey and Pinot Grigio. That sounds delicious, minus the booze. It was quite delicious, yes. Can you make me some without the booze? Absolutely. Because you know I, pr- I have a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the other problem, though. Uh, if I make that kind of drink, it might ferment on its own. Well, that's why I have to drink it quick. Mm. So it's more like a juicer. And not prison hooch. <laughs> Which was made in a toilet. Or a punch bowl. Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 38. We're coming to you from the Stewed at 258 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Mark, and I'm the 25-8 guy. I'm Lauren Corolico, and I'm the commercial and content strategist at Lavelle Strategy Group, and also we are 38. Years old or number? <laughs> Lauren, when your mouth is open and words don't come out, this really doesn't work well oh, for it a makes podcast. Me th- no, I'm just a little bit sad that nobody caught that reference, to be honest. No? Nobody? Hitchhiker's Guide? No. What's 38? There's THX 1138, and we are 38, the Misfits. Who the hell was going to get that? It's Anybody. We are 138. We are 138. Oh. I, I wouldn't have gotten but that. But we are episode Sorry. 130. We are episode 38. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but, but that's like going, well, how old is she? There's a big difference between she's 38 and she's 138. That's why I think we, I don't think I would have still never got the reference. The extra, the extra ones in you the You guys nitpick places. me all the time. That's because you're easy to nitpick. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> we're glad to have you back. Thanks. My ego isn't, but yeah, we're glad to have you back. Okay. <laughs> and we're glad to have uh, family animals in the studio with us. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Anthony Viola. Uh, I'm Jesse Viola. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're brothers, if you didn't catch on to that. <laughs> we are brothers. <laughs> and, uh, so they're going to talk about... Uh, I just their, thought it was their, ironic. <laughs> <laughs> their new album uh, that they have uh, coming out uh, this weekend. and Saturday uh, the 14th. That's right. Sorry. We can get back to that later, though. <laughs> yes. Yes, we will. Uh, so on, on uh, NEPA scene, uh, we have uh, a review and uh, photos of a Postmodern Jukebox, who uh, did a performance at uh, Lackawanna College. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was a, b- a bunch of uh, concert announcements today. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, comedian Joe Piscopo, who was uh, on uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, is coming to the Sands Bethlehem Event Center, but he's not doing stand-up. He's doing uh, an entire show as Frank Sinatra because uh, he's famous for his Frank Sinatra impression. <laughs> so he's doing the entire sh- show as a tribute show to Frank Sinatra because I guess it's uh, Frank Sinatra's like hundredth birthday. So that's kind of interesting. Um, the uh, the Menzingers holiday show was announced today. That's you know big local music news. Um, 
So that's uh, Saturday, December 19th at the Scranton Cultural Center. Uh, it's moving from what uh, was at the Leonard last year. Uh, so it's uh, them, uh, Tiger's Jaw, Captain We're Sinking, uh, Three Man Cannon, Pedal, and the Swims are back for uh, another reunion, which is uh, the second time in a row that they've, they've done that. Um, very rare performances from them, so that'll be cool to see them again. And uh, here's a, a, another announcement from the uh, Sands Bethlehem Event Center. Uh, comedian Don Rickles is going to be there, which, of course, the as soon as I posted it, I, I, I waited about 30 seconds and somebody already commented, uh, he's still alive? Yes. Really? Yes. Don, Don Rickles is still alive, still kicking. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Still, actually, pretty funny. Uh, he was—he was recently on uh, one of the late shows, and I was watching a clip of it. And he was—he's still, still all there, you know, still doing his thing. He's pretty damn funny. Um, we have uh, photos from the cabinet Halloween show. Um, when I get around to posting them, we have uh, photos from uh, Rocky Horror as well uh, oh, good. at the uh, little that? theater Wilkes-Barre. That was awesome. That was really good. Um, this this was for, the photos are from the uh, dress rehearsal because we wanted to have stu- you know some stuff for the uh, the articles that we did we did a series of articles uh, leading up to the show um, but they uh, the the show was fantastic I mean the, all the the performances were really great I have to ask the serious question that everybody wants to know mm-hmm. did you dress for the show I did not oh. no uh, good <laughs> that's a little disappointing well you know most of the people didn't. You know, so I, I would have felt a little out of place. There really wasn't that many people that that dressed up. Isn't that part of the I, I thought that well, of yeah, going well, to the show though? What, what's what's interesting is that when I talked to them before the show, they had said that last year um, they really kind of you know they they went all out with it, mm-hmm. and this year uh, you know they they still went out with the performances, but they they toned it down a little bit in terms of the the the, the bodiness of the uh, sexuality, because apparently they had people walking out that they were offended. No way. And I said, oh, who the f- who the hell goes to Rocky Horror, like thinking that they're not going to be offended in some way, or or or, or going in with that <coughs> mentality? I mean, it's it's. That's infamous for that. Like that's the whole point of Rocky Horror. Like that's it exists to offend people. It's like a, it's irreverent, like Book of yeah. Mormon. Right. I saw that. I saw it too. Good. 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 <laughs> good. I thought it was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Sorry, I had to run out because the GoPro died. So. Oh, that's all right. All right, and we need to really put some WD forty or some Pam cooking grease on those. Hinges for the doors. Let's go. It's not just good for hinges, but if you're in a pinch, stick a match in it and it will burn for hours. Really? Yes. Crisco. Crisco. No. Survival kit. Put a can of Crisco in it. Hmm. You're over there nodding your head. Have you done this? I heard it. I've, I've read that on the internet. That if you put a match in it? You put a match, a string, anything anything wicky. It's almost like a candle. It is a mm-hmm. candle. Oh. It's Yeah. You turn it into a candle. Moving on. <laughs> These are the things you learn by listening to the podcast. The more you, I can't do that because it's copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, mm. don't get us sued. We really can't do that. We really can't do that. Continue. Uh, oh, and uh, finally, we have a, a, a song premiere from uh, James Barrett, who uh, actually recorded right here in the studio. Yeah, Jimmy Barrett. Yeah, he was. He's he's awesome. He's got more on the way, man. Yeah, yeah, he's got uh, five more songs. I guess we're gonna, and uh, he's got a, a full. Uh, solo EP coming out. His stuff's really good, man. They're working. He's working really good with everybody. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, so he has a song called "The Window" uh, that that premiered, 
And uh, we might have some other uh, premieres uh, within the next week or two as well on the site. Uh, From him or no, just uh, uh, different different bands. Can't there. give teasers. Uh, might spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, one, one from a guy named Ed. I'll say that. <gasps> Is his first name Mr.? Yes. Okay. Nay. What? That was punny. That was pretty punny. Yeah. Oh God, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's, let's, uh, let's talk to, uh, to the guys in Family Animals. Uh, so you guys, um, first of all, the, the, the name is pretty awesome. Where, where did you get the name from? Thank you. I'm glad you like it. I do. Are you, are you thinking of changing it? No, no. We just, um, we never really liked it. I, one of us thought of it. <laughs> I, honestly, band names are, it's hard to think of a cool band name. It is. There's so many band names I hear. I'm like, why didn't I have, why didn't I think of that? But um, my brother, I thought of it. We still can't remember who did. And we had a show coming up that we thought was pretty big at the time. So we thought we needed to decide on a definitive name and that was the best one we had at the time so we did and kind of just stuck since then see i like it because uh a lot of band names you can tell what kind of music it is right away just by hearing the name you're like oh okay they chose that because you know they're a metal band or they're you know this or that so but you guys i think uh defy genres a lot like your your your, your first album is really eclectic in terms of where it goes and stuff like that so is that where you're going with this one this one is still probably eclectic compared to um, a lot of stuff that's a little more generic, obviously. But we're, we try to get more of a, a theme going in this album where it has a little more consistency to it. But it's still it's still a little out there. There's still some folky arrangements, some more orchestral stuff. But it's a little it's a little harder. It's a little darker. Um, it has all real instruments also. Ooh! What kind kind of instruments? Well, real ones, (laughs) real ones, like actual ones. Don't look at me like that, Lauren. All right, I meant. It's sad that you have to define that nowadays, but you know, you really do have to specifically say that now. As opposed to MIDI, the first album, if we wanted orchestration, we'd have to use MIDI, Mm -hmm. and uh, which is like you said, synthesized or sampled. But it's still not a person playing a violin or a person playing a trumpet. So on this one, we have real instruments that my brother Jesse here did himself. Oh. And uh, I'm glad about <laughs> Lauren, that. Like, Lauren, like, oh. How many instruments do you play? Um, I'm not even sure. I, I dabble. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say I, I play all of them. I dabble with uh, some of the ones on the album. It took a while to he plays piece it together. But uh, He plays yeah, guitar, piano, <laughs> trumpet, violin. Bass, drums, clarinet. Are you just one of those people? He is. No. <laughs> he won't say it, but he is. Where it's just like you're just like anything you pick up, you're just like, I can figure this out real quick. I wouldn't say quick, but... I, well, quicker than quick me. <laughs> yeah, like a I'd... triangle to me is difficult. <laughs> Coco might if that's be able the to case. pick it up faster than you, though. Coco? Mm-hmm. Who's Coco? Who the hell's Coco? The, cr- the gorilla with the kitten. Oh my! <laughs> wow, I can't. I had to. I'm sorry. Really? Have you I'm been like? Have you been sorry. waiting since the end of you. August to make a Coco reference? You. The one that hugged Robin Williams. Yeah. Oh. So what is it? <laughs> you know that's the beginning of the uh, the ape takeover, right? So is there a thematic uh, 
is there a theme to your album? Like well, a concept album? It's no, it's not a concept album. We just wanted more of a of a common thread through each song, as opposed to as he said, Rich said earlier, how the last one we just went with um whatever ten fifteen songs we thought we were best at the time, but um this one we just wanted it to relate more and like from start to finish, you know, yeah, have more of a common thread as a whole. I like how you. I like how you guys. Are, you guys are totally brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are. T- you need to move closer. Um, when did? So, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you guys? Uh, I'm 26, and I'm 28. So, when did you guys start playing music together? Like, was I mean, was that always around or not to get? Like, when did you? Obviously, you're oh, brilliant. I, but when did you start? Oh, thank you. I know, you're you're going to be the guy being like, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can bend spoons with my mind, but I'm not special. (laughs) Um, When yeah, when did you guys just start picking up? Like, was music part of the childhood or what? Oh no, I I started when I was ten, I think. Yeah, I was thirteen. Started at the same time. I'm two, three years older, and we always liked music. We always thought of making a band, but we were just kids, and then we thought maybe we should take lessons. And our sweet angel mother gave us. Bought us uh, lessons at Gallucci Music with Rob Walsh, who was amazing. Uh, we took lessons with him for a year, and then from then on, it was just kind of Jesse, and I was figuring out what Jesse taught me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Basically, for the most part. So what? So what year did? When was the? When did you guys finally decide? Hey, we're gonna family animals. Um, well, we started playing was there bands before in that? 2000. Yeah, it was always the same people, though. So it was Jesse and I and our neighbor, Frank, who we've known our whole life. Mm-hmm. And uh, we played as a couple other names, and then we changed it to Family Animals in 2008. But we've been playing since 2000. And when was the first album? What was it like doing the first? Like, what was it like to... You can yell at me, Rich, too, if I'm being that guy. No. Oh. Okay. What was, what was it like... Because because being like, to be like, hey, we should let the world hear this stuff instead of like instead of just playing like gigs. Well, we we recorded a lot in the basement. We just never released it when we were younger. And then do you still have those? Yeah, we do have a lot. We actually have, I think we have about a hundred and fifty copyrighted, and about a hundred and forty of those are Jesse's. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're we like never. The, you're like the Neil of Young of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was watching. I was watching uh, storytellers with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and Graham Nash was like, you know, collectively amongst all of us, we've written eight hundred songs. Four hundred of them Neil wrote. Oh my god! <laughs> so I, I mean, did are you you just write, write, write? Uh, yeah, pretty much on when I have downtime. That's usually what I'm doing is playing something. But like, what? So what was like the like what what's like the impetus for you to like driving in the car or? I don't know what impetus means. <laughs> what was your motivation? Yes. Okay. I should have got that from the context. I, but. I heard it once in eighth grade and I haven't forgotten it. It was on a vocab <laughs> test. <laughs> um, That's actually a hard question to answer. Um, I don't know, just from anything in everyday life. I mean, I can't really think of a good example right now, but... I mean, is it music and lyrics or is it melodies or is it... Like what you're just like, ah, I like this. I feel oh, like doing this. What do I generally start with, you mean? Yeah. Um either the progression or the melody. Sometimes in the car, 
I'll actually be sing- like humming to myself or whistling and I'll, yeah. you know, I um, stumble upon a, like a musical phrase that I, that sounds catchy and uh, I'll use that later when I get home and try and put a progression behind it. Is there like, is there like this like need to do it? Oh, like, yeah, oh, if I don't do this, like... Well, not a need. I, I I just enjoy it. I mean, it's... I think it's just, it's just your passion. Like, anytime I go in his room, he's playing guitar. And even if he's just screwing around, I think sometimes he might be like, you know, oh, that's cool, or that's cool. And it, it always leads to something. And I'm not... I can't speak for you, but I just know it seems that it just kind of comes out of you, <laughs> you know? Because I, I was at Culture Shock, and that was the first time that I saw you guys. And I know that our... our we We recorded that whole day and i remember angelo he recorded he's like dude what are these guys we like this thank you because he was like and i'm like i'm like they are holy shit (laughs) thanks and then he was like you guys are holy shit (laughs) that's how we talk in nipa when we're excited (laughs) they're holy at least they're not just shit (laughs) no 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 there you were holy shit you were from divine poo um Yeah, we were just blown away, but and we were like, "How did we not know about you guys?" Thank you. And it's not, you know, I don't, I don't mean to sound naive or ignorant. I just didn't know, and I was, we were captivated, like from the first note. We're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, this is different." So how did, so how did that like style permeate into? Well, we have a lot of influences. We both, we whether Frank, Jesse, or I, we all listen to. You know, hip hop, reggae, rock, classic rock, a lot of different music. I feel like we have a lot of inspiration from a lot of different genres. Plus, we've all been playing together and learning together since 2000. And like I was saying, Frankie also took lessons the same year. So I don't know. There's We just learn together and play together. And I think it permeated some kind of, I guess it does permeate a a unique sound hopefully <laughs> no it's no it's really because yeah. you guys like i mean there was a lot of bands there that day and every band was good but like you guys walked up and i'm like what is going to come out next like what is that going to be and then you you guys just started playing and we we're like did not expect that well i like that we just never wanted to have be tied down by one specific genre i mean your, your bass player had like a, a bandana on his head yeah and i think he was wearing overalls he might have. I don't know. He's he's eccentric. like it was one of those things where I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like we both, Angelo looked at me, and I looked at Angelo, and I'm like, "This is something I have never witnessed, especially locally. It's so good." Thanks. And I don't I don't mean to be here over like fanboying, but no, oh, it was just I appreciate. Really it. Good. I don't know how to react to compliments. <laughs> he, should, he should be taking the compliment anyway. We'll stop riding his coattails. <laughs> Some, what I'm going to do the rest of my life. <laughs> Those are my plans. Go. I, I feel like the interviewer. No, I had, I had a, I had a very similar reaction. I saw them uh, back at the, uh, the, the second location of the vintage theater uh, many years ago. And uh, I talked to you guys then uh, back when I was at the, uh, the paper there and uh, was, was very, very much the same way. Like there's nothing else, you know, you guys aren't, uh, derivative of anything else in the area, you know, you, you guys are definitely doing your own thing, and and I respect that for the, the the fact that you've been doing it as long too. You know, it's interesting that that you've been able to. What what why have you uh, you know continued with it and stuck with it? Because I mean, there's so many bands that you know they're they're really great and then they burn out in a couple of years and they're gone and you know you never hear from them again. So you know what 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 kept you guys doing it? 
Especially being probably brothers. How have you guys not driven each other nuts yet? <laughs> right. I well, probably setting a low bar when it comes to success. <laughs> you know, um, cuz and and just being like it's all we want to do. It's all I want to do with my life and I know it's all Jesse wants to do and it's it's what we do in our spare time. We would be doing it regardless of whether we played shows or not. We just enjoy it, you know, and I don't know if there is really no other reason, you know. And we probably would have fizzled out by now if we did have a high bar for success, but we don't. I mean, do you guys like have like like what like what do you do for a living? Uh, I work I, for uh, Jaflo Tree Service. He cuts Brown, trees. Yeah. Frankie <laughs> cuts trees, and I work at a bar. What bar? Ale Ale let Mar- us say Al Mary's in Scranton. No. What do you what are you what are you a bartender or what do you do? I'm a server and now a manager, but that. Are you down there with Matt? Manager. Yeah, with Matt Rakunas. Yeah. I love Matt. Yeah. He's intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, let me get this straight. Like like hidden underneath like your your jobs is like these brilliant musicians. I just always love hearing like the stories of like what like what Oh, I I'm a dock worker. And I'm like, but all your music is like just like that's what I love about this area where it's like blue collar and then it's just kick ass songs. Like you guys are so. That. I'm just gonna compliment you just so you feel uncomfortable. I don't. I'm just gonna keep doing it so you're like, I don't like this at all. Stop calling me pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty too. Yeah, all of us are. That's what I was tell- telling Angela. I was like, man, not only are they good, but good looking. <laughs> Thank you. So I like much of the listener base probably that is listening right now possibly has not seen you play live. So when is the next opportunity we can see you? This Saturday at the Bog. Uh, it'll be our release show. We'll have the CDs for five bucks, which is on sale. It's normally ten. Uh, t-shirts for ten, stickers for two bucks, and we also have Doghouse Charlie of Esta or of uh, I'm sorry of Cherokee Red. We have Estacoda and Moxon playing with us, so it'll be awesome. Oh wow! Yeah. Are you guys all on? Are you on iTunes and everything too? Yes, the first album is, and this album will be the two EPs that. Jesse and I released are only on, or that we released are only on um, Bandcamp, though. For free, or you have yeah, to they're they're pay your own price, name your price, so you could download it for free. And they're just one's a Halloween one, one's a Christmas one. We basically just did for fun. Wait, like doing Christmas songs? We well, or they just happened to come out around that time. It was around. Well, we did the first one in 2011, I believe. It was around Halloween, and I. Jesse and I always loved horror movies, Nightmare Before Christmas, anything, you know, the yeah. theme, just Halloween in general. And we always thought it'd be cool to do one. So we we did one and we just wrote Halloween themed music. It was only four songs. And then we did the same thing the Christmas, the following Christmas in 2012. I'm blown away. I don't know what to say. Like, it's just so like, when you said that, the, that like they're unique to the area, like unique is like, oh, it's the first guy to play a toilet seat. You know what I mean? Like that's unique. But like you guys, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like so. It's and it's not it. What's 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 the correct phrasing I'm looking for here? It it's unique, unexpected, and it and at the same time very um, refreshing. Not only that, but but receptive. So in other words, like I, I'm the kind of guy who's like. You know, oh yeah, Bjork's all right, but uh, 
You know what I mean? Like I can't really like get into it. Like the moment these guys took the stage. And I think also too, culture shock was it. I think it was a good stage for you. Like I saw you guys. I'm like, why aren't these guys playing arenas? That was actually what I said to Angelo. (laughs) And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I'd go see them in a heartbeat. And I'm like, that's great to hear. Well, that's because you set the bar so low. <laughs> yeah, can you tell? I don't know. It was a great sound system, though. Great stage. We liked playing Culture Shock. It was a great time. Got to play outside too. That's rare. I like that. Yeah, but it was like it was. It, man, it was just. It was one of those. It. You know what it was? It was one of those experiences that I will never forget. Like the moment those these three hit, it was like, what is that? I'm just telling you. You can keep nodding at me. I no one can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so I should just say yes repeatedly. Yeah, that's what I do. Oh, okay. I just keep doing it. And Lauren's giving me the finger. But no one can hear it. Well, they, they have those uh, those really great kind of jam elements to your music, you know, that that, that I think are are, gr- are great and they, they, they get you into it and they're not so jammy because I, I, a lot of jam bands, I just kind of get lost after a while. It's like, oh, there's it's too much. You know, it's like it's, it just goes on and on and on, you know, yeah. like it's more, you, you know, you have you, you kind of make those elements a little bit tighter and kind of bring that together. And, you know, I, I hear like, you know, this part kind of sounds a little bit metal and this part kind of sounds a little bit, you know, know uh you know rock or, or jam or this and that you know so so you, you guys have so many different influences you know how did you end up uh, you know putting those all together and kind of developing the sound that you have now hmm. well i think it just kind of came together like Ant was uh anthony was saying before um that since we've been playing together for so long it just kind of happened on its own hmm. and so, well especially since we learned together right like uh i don't know you start to bounce off of each other and uh learn from each other um i don't know what else to say it's so it. weird it's like in a it, it's like they're like because <laughs> you started like you know since we learned together and every i'm like and i'm like oh my god they're their own prefabricated band <laughs> you're like but I, I don't i wouldn't i thought it was funny it grew up organically right but that but that's but the other thing too is like you know how would you describe your music See, that's what I've been asked that so many times. And on every site, it says what genre. I don't know what to put. I never know. I put like alternative or experimental or psychedelic sometimes or progressive. It basically depends on the song. We're hoping this album is probably could be more classified as alternative rock-ish, but orchestrated. I don't know. I, I don't know. See, because, I wish there because, a, because I don't want to have one of those stupid niches like we're a surf. None of us want to be trapped in a cage. Frig- yeah, it's, you know, like, <laughs> don't put me in a corner, sorry. baby. Um, you said you said jam band, Rich, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. A jam band to me is like, eh, let's see where this goes. It seems like you guys know every the, like the next eight hundred notes you're going to play. No, um, we actually leave spots open to improv a little bit in some of the songs. All right, I'm an idiot. And, uh, <laughs> well, no, 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 they just make it sound natural. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like they. It, it, is it because you guys are so used to playing with each other, you can almost read each other's minds about what's going to happen next? Sometimes it feels like that. Um, like when we're having practice, I'd say about thirty percent of the time we just start jamming with each other and we've been doing it for so long it, it usually has like a a similar layout every time like we know kind of know where we're going with it before it happens and then you like get in like the pocket 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, get, yeah. You're like, man, like, do you guys have those moments on stage where, where, where like, because I see bands do it where like if they do something like that, where they're like, hey, we're going to leave a little space to see whatever, ha- whatever the hell happens, which is cool because you're making every, every performance unique, but you can see like the bandmates look at each other and they're like, ooh, this is good. Like, <laughs> we're in a good spot right now. Um, I like this. I have looked up and I think at least smiled at one of them, you know, thinking like this, <laughs> this is going well, you know, but I think once at the very least I smile <laughs> <laughs> or if I do, I try to, I put my head down while I play drums, you know, not like I don't want people to see me smiling or anything. I don't know. And you sing, right? <clears throat> yes. Yes. Oh, so quiet for a singer. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone says that. Do you find uh, that other band members have get into that that groove that you guys have, having been together for twenty six years by yourselves? But uh, how do you have other uh, band members get into the the syncopation of? There's only one other band member, but for the entire fifteen years that you've been playing together, oh, yeah, yeah, Frank oh. took lessons with us in two thousand. We've known oh him since god. we were like two years old. He's basically our other brother. Oh my god! So, so we've. We're like three brothers. It's you like know, the Partridge family, blood. but like a lot yeah. better. <laughs> a lot more interesting. That's yeah, definitely. Like they've grown up. <laughs> <laughs> but we have, speaking of other band members, like you said, um, we have played with other people and it's not like it doesn't go well, but it's just not the same as like, I can't really explain it, I guess, but I could just open my eyes wide or something to jesse while i'm playing and he just knows what to do or frank you know it's like i guess we could kind of read each other just because we know each other so well you guys should be in arenas man thanks so you're really not in a trio by choice it's just kind of just worked out that way kind of yeah like on the albums you as you could see we like putting a lot of tracks we'd love to have like i don't know about an eight person band but at least another member to fill out some of these spots but yeah we have yet to come across someone who's willing and who we get along with so well. It's just we're we're all so tight knit and it it I don't know, you know, I I like the three of us. That's what I like about the last album too, is there's there's a lot there. You know, there's a lot of material. You know, a lot of a lot of bands, it's like if they if, if you get an EP every once in a while, you're lucky, you know, but uh but you guys have have a lot going on in, in, in one album. So you said this one is is kind of more streamlined in terms of uh uh, the like themes or whatever on there. Yeah. It's, it's shorter also, but it definitely has more of a common theme, more of a, hopefully from head to start or or (laughs) start to finish sounds more like a a cohesive album, you know, like whereas the other one could have been in a totally different order, you know, and it, it, it didn't matter. You know, every song was different, you know, (laughs) I got totally piggish in my mind on that. Yeah, his, little, his little snafu over there. <laughs> what would you like? Like the head to start? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No. I'm really excited about I but I, stuff I can't say lie. about. Don't I, you I, lie. I love you. You're my favorite, Lauren. Don't be mad. So when did you guys start work on this one? Still ignoring me. We um the last one we did in the studio and we loved doing it. It was, we, the guy gave us a great deal, but in the end it took a year and a half of driving to New Angola once a week, which is far from us, 45 minutes an hour. Wait, you would go once a week? Once a week and do sessions, like five hour sessions coming back. <laughs> so it took a year and a half to do 15 songs. 
and it wound up costing maybe like five grand. That doesn't include gas and everything. And right. we went to school for music recording and we'd like to do it ourselves. It's just, we don't have that half million dollar studio that he has, you know? So, but we've been doing recordings in the basement for so long now, we were able to get them to sound decent. And that also allows us the time to do as many takes as we want, where you're in the studio, you paid for this time. You know, if you don't get it right, you got to either pay for another time or just take what you got, you know? What do you guys record on at home? Um, we record on his computer with an interface. We have a couple mics. Um, not much outboard gear, if any at all. Um, Actually, we're programmed. Uh, Logic Pro, that's what this is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do, you, do you know, you? yeah, you could... You know, there's a recording studio real close by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Do you like Do you like the new Logic? Yeah. Um, he fell. Jimmy fell in love with it. He hated. It. He was really apprehensive at first. Like he hated it at first. He's like, "Oh, yeah, it looks like GarageBand Pro." And then yeah. all of a sudden, he was like, "You could do this. You could do this. This is great." Yeah, I I like. I have not. Uh, we actually recorded um, the new album on Logic Eight. And oh, the old I, one? I, yeah, I just upgraded to the new one, but I <clears throat> I recorded one song with it, and uh, I, I I liked it. Hmm. I mean, it's it's set up uh, pretty much the same. As this right here? Oh, no, as eight. I'm an yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I've been up since I mean, seven. No, that's fine. <laughs> I feel insane. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't master it in that, though. We got it mastered by Joe Loftus at J&L Studios. He did yeah. a great job. He's a good guy. They're good guys yeah. over there. Yeah. Was Somebody... Preston there? No, he, um, I talked to him. He said he was there, not when I dropped off the CD, but when he was mastering it and he got to hear some of it and he said he liked it and everything. Jay's a good guy. But somebody recommended us to him. Somehow we got in with him. I think Matt maybe actually with Magda Music and everything. I love Matt. How's he doing down at, how's El, how's El, how are you guys liking El Mary's? Good. It's a great place. It's a good place to work. They're real supportive of everything around here. Yeah. You guys going to play there at all? We were offered to, uh, it's more cover bands and you can't be too loud. It's oh, I heard dining. about that. It's, yeah. It's not like, it, it's a great place to see bands, but not sure if original bands, if they're going to start going into that or not. Isn't it like 11, like everything kind of shuts down as far as loudness for like music? Yeah. 11, 12. Yeah. Sometimes the bands go to, it depends on which band, how bad her, how loud they are, not how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Lauren, you all right? I sneezed. Is that what that was? Yeah. So if you if you said the theme for the album, what? What? Nothing. Why'd you just give me like the what? Just kind of rude. You said you sneezed. Yeah. And Good then question. I and then I moved. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't catch it earlier. Anybody? I'm normally on top of that. Nobody. Shit. God. Sorry. My soul fell out of my 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 sneeze hole. <laughs> I didn't lose. Apparently, you lose your soul. <laughs> you sound like somebody's like having a seizure on a bed. <laughs> I actually don't know why people say "bless you" or "gesundheit" after someone sneezes. It's just polite. Because apparently, your soul comes out of your sneeze hole. Because you you yell <laughs> at us if we don't. Apparently, that's what I believe. I didn't know that until I just said it. Yeah. I was told people thought you died for a second, right? When you sneeze. So they say God bless you because they thought you could sneeze when you Oh, wasn't it? No, they could, when you it, could st- it stops your heart for like a yeah, split second. Yeah, Isn't that that's the, it. There you the go. The thing? Hmm. Bathroom trivia. <laughs> <laughs> 
can get plenty of that on the show. <laughs> the human head weighs eight pounds. Um, so if you could say that there's a theme throughout the album, what would it what would it be? Because you said that you're trying to you're trying to be more, I, I guess, consistent. Yeah, with there, like we were saying earlier, it's not necessarily a concept album. Like all the songs don't have the same theme, but hopefully they sound more alike and flow more cohesively. I guess the theme would be though um, a little darker in a sense, like more towards our darker side of the stuff we do. Not all of it; some of it's more upbeat, but um, rock like the consistency. I don't know how to explain it. What do you think? So like, um, I don't know, man. I just write them and give them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically speaking well, for you. It's kind of psychedelic too. I mean, there's some yeah. some trippy parts in there. But um, it's like what? So like, what do you? Are you? Does everybody write together, or how does that work? I usually write um, at least the base of the songs. He writes everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he doesn't. Um, like, Nobody knows how to take compliments on in your band at all, do they? No. Well, Frankie. Frankie Frankie's, does. <laughs> Frankie's the ego. We call him the ego of the band. Cause so he we, should be. No compliment. He, if he was here, he'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I'm the man. <laughs> he, he'd take all credit. No, nah, he's. We need him. We need Frank that balance. All, the songs. all right. So the core. Is is you and what and like, but what do you what do you write about? Like, besides, I'm a, I, I don't want to have you say everything, but like for this album particularly, like, what frame of mind was everybody in? Or, well, on this album, the uh, the lyrics are a lot more abstract. Um, it's uh, it's kind of tough for me to say what it's about without no uh, reading it. it it's it's kind of more poetic. Um, uh, what were you gonna say? Nothing. I was just oh, I thought, I thought so excited. Mean. Another word came out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so quiet. What? No, but like, like frame of mind. Like that's what that's what more. It, it, not like as in an, in, a, in an interpersonal way, but like what was you know? Some people write about like you know. Oh, here's what's going on in the world, or here's what's going you know, and trying to have a you know art is or you know your music is a reflection of of that. So I'm just kind of curious about like this this album that's getting released Saturday what what was going on well, without it, like broad strokes not like you know my cat got sick and <laughs> it was really traumatic and so well it has a kind of a repetitive theme of uh well I'm drawing a blank here <laughs> what I was going to say I'm sorry well, well the album, you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're always looking for inspiration for lyrics. Some it seems like you just write it, it comes out, it's like a poem, and it's just you necessarily you know what it means and don't like it's a little more abstract, like you were saying. But other songs have de definitive themes. High, for instance, is more definitively about being high on life in a sense, although you could portray it differently if you heard it. Um think um this the third track's hobby bobby blues is very old we kind of redid it in our own way well not we we wrote it but <laughs> we changed it up from the way it was and we covered our own song, song. <laughs> basically <laughs> and then uh the next one has this darker theme and jesse wrote lyrics about um this old town that was way back in the day uh what was the name of them uh, it's the uh, Lost Island of Roanoke. Yeah, I think it's, it's off the coast of uh, North Carolina. I think it's... Uh, or, or, is it, or is it off North Carolina? 
Now we're I think it geography. might be North Carolina. <laughs> so wait, what about this lost? It's just, a, I just reference it. Um, well, now I'm kind of curious about what happened in North Carolina. What was the thing that happened down there? Well, I guess there was uh, a group of early settlers that settled uh, on this island of Roanoke with, um, I believe there were Indians in the colony as well, but they would send people to the mainland to get supplies, which would take like months at a time, I think like a month or two. And uh, when they got back the one time, the whole um, colony, was gone, wasn't everybody it? was gone sh- and all their possessions. The ships of settlers, actually, it took too long for them to arrive it in the new world. It took them four years. They, they dropped off a year no, of No, no, I think I remember seeing something like this. And then they didn't like come this. back for like four years. The, the captain of the ship so, went back to Europe in order to get more supplies because he left his pregnant daughter on the island. And yeah, but they found like, so it, it, but it was, <laughs> yeah. but wasn't it like, it was like the strange thing where it was like, it was almost like it was like poof, everyone was gone. The, well, yeah. the village was still there, but right. nobody was there. And their possessions were there. And apparently Croatan was carved into a tree, which is what he's saying in the song. That's just what he was referencing in that song. Dude, that's yeah. cool. Thank you. <laughs> I saw something on, you know what I saw? It was one of those YouTube documentaries. Oh my God. About that. But he rarely has a theme. I rarely see you write about like, this is about this or this is about this. The rest just seems to be like, you know, whatever you're feeling at the mo- at the time or whatever you feel. I'm just curious. I'm just curious for. about like where the inspiration comes from or, or well, where it's like, it's just like, are you just, are, are you always just like. It's usually like from personal philosophies. Um, that's what I was going to say earlier. It was that, uh, a lot of the songs reference uh, finding inner peace through a uh, detachment from the material world. Like, um, I don't really know how else to put it. Yeah. Um, finding enlightenment. Everything it, out there is a fraud. Unlearn. Like that, or is it like? <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? Like everything out there is like a fraud. Unlearn. Like what you know. Like you don't. You don't need your iPhone to be like happy. Um, like that? I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm just... <laughs> no, um, not exactly. philosophical in general, I'd say, right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All the stuff you like can say... Like I said, it's, it's better to read it, um, to read the lyrics, and I guess find your own interpretation, but that's... that's um, Without giving away the plot. That's why I, I just don't want you to... Well, there's no plot to it. Um <laughs> It's like, poetry. Well, that's what I mean. Like the inner workings, like, you know. Why is everyone looking at me? I turned and I moved my glasses. I'm not looking at you. I thought you were doing one of those shut up now things. Oh my God. <laughs> You're just paranoid. Today especially, yes. Yeah. All right, you start talking because I'm going <laughs> to. Well, it's, it, the album's called uh, I Must Have Missed It. So uh, what made you decide to call it that? We all wanted a good album name, and that's another thing that's really hard to think of. I hate it. We yeah. would sit there and brainstorm forever, and our brainstorms are like, uh, as you could hear, so many ums. <laughs> Can't even imagine <laughs> us trying to think of something good to put up. And uh, we just started going through the lyrics, and in that same song we were just talking about, Color Me Faceless, it's called, it's about the the island. He says, uh, all in lily white, seems I must have missed it. And we were thinking about seems I must have missed it. And then just, I must have missed it. And then when it came down to it, we had like three more. We were like, well, let's just settle on this one. So it's a reference to the lyrics. Okay. But we'd like, we were hoping the title or the cover coincided with it in a subtle way. I guess you'll see it when you buy it. 
<laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> well, the uh, it's it's uh, here. I'll, I'll pull it up here. It's got uh, a gentleman with a uh, umbrella, and he's getting hit by lightning. Is that the uh, the cover of the album? Yeah, Jesse did that. Oh, okay. I was going to ask where do the art come from. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can you show me? Oh, that's awesome. Can we pop this up on SoundCloud at this moment? <laughs> I don't know how to do that. We could, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. It's our new logo, too. Sir, uh, Samantha Nardelli from Shantytown Designs did that logo for us. She was really great. Oh, she yeah. I saw that on some of your shirts. Too. Yeah. The Shantytown's awesome. Yeah, she did. She helped us out so much. So did Tim, but everybody there. It's great. Both of us, two are great. <laughs> They're a uh, local design company, so uh, you know, check them out on uh, they're they're on Facebook and all that kind of stuff too. So the uh, so w- w- when did you uh, do the art for it? Uh, did you have that a while ago? Um, actually, we finished it about a week or two before we ordered the CDs. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was waiting for you. Well, not for you, but for one of us to somebody to come up with something decent we had a lot of ideas but <laughs> this one was easier we wanted it to be subtle you know um to be to look professional and it's hard you know but uh yeah i i like jesse did most of it and uh i, I like the way it turned out now did you did you do this in uh in photoshop or did you did you paint it or uh you know what where is the the illustration from um i actually got a uh, program called Art Rage. <laughs> okay. I think it's just a cheapo program. I'm I don't, I'm not really too computer savvy, but uh, yeah, I just did it with that. Um, I found some stock photos of the of the man with the umbrella and um, pieced it together. Okay. So uh, you, you got the the release show coming out. Uh, what do you have planned for the the for the release show? Uh, are you going to do anything uh, particularly different than uh, your normal uh, your normal set? Actually, we're trying. That's uh, the dilemma here. We didn't want to promise anything, but we really wanted to have all this orchestration live, and we wanted a cello or or trumpet player, but we couldn't find one in time who would learn all the songs, and it's also a matter of money. So we were hoping to try to play the samples live, kind of like Flaming Lips or Pink Floyd have done. A lot of bands have done it. Um, it's just a matter of I need to sing and play drums and listen to the metronome at the same time and also trying to figure out a way to, to wire it, to hard pan the metronome and not hear that but only hear the samples, but I hear them both. And We've we've been able to figure it out, but it's going to come down to whether or not I could definitively get it down confidently yeah. by the weekend. But I'm hoping this show will feature the three of us plus the samples in the background. It'll hear a lot more, sound a lot more like the album. Yeah. And the, the 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 bog is probably a tough place to do that because it's a, t- a tiny you know tiny venue. Yeah, You're it is tiny. But I, I love that place. I love Brian. I always love the money notes, and he was nice enough to have us. And they also have a, gr- a good sound system. <laughs> I love their system. So I mean, for the place, and compared to others, you know, I, that's I, I, that's true. And the the shows there are really good because I mean everybody packs in and and you know really yeah. is is into it. You know they're there for the music specifically. You know it's not one of those bars where everybody's kind of turned away from from the band yeah. and they're not they're not really paying attention. They're actually there for that. That's what I love about it. I just saw Heavy Blonde and Holy Ghost Tent Revival a couple month maybe it was a month or two ago, but they were fantastic. They sounded great. Yeah. So what's uh what's the plans after this uh after this this show uh do you have any any lined up after that? 
Yeah, we have um, the keys on the 21st, uh, the lyrics on December 4th with Clever Clever. They just released an album too. Um, we have some other shows in the works too. And then some next year with uh, Heavy Blonde and Cherokee Red when they're going to start playing again. Um, a lot of stuff in the works, those three definitively for now, but we're going to try to play straight through January back in the album and then hopefully start recording the next one to have it released in a shorter period than five years, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you guys doing in the, the meantime? You just, just working on new stuff all the time? Well, Actually, the second track on the album, or well, the third technically, Sabi Bobby Blues, that was recorded two years ago. We've had the idea to do this album for a while, but we all work. Um, we all have girlfriends, and it's it's hard to find time to do all this. Plus, we're kind of perfectionists, so a lot of the songs we recorded did 40 tracks and then said, I still don't like it, and just started from scratch. So it took a very long time to get it exactly how we wanted it but we're hoping this next one will go quicker. Now, are, are you, uh, do, because you guys have such a, a different sound for the area, do you have uh, uh, trouble finding shows or finding bands that you think will, will work with what you do? Yes, it's hard. Um, I don't mean to put anybody down. It's all a matter. I know everybody has different different uh, opinions and stuff, but it is very hard to find bands that I don't, I don't even know who we fit in with. You know, we've played some shows where people try to do like a metal band and a rap band and this and that. And it's, <laughs> I like the idea of it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know, but, um, that's a, that's a very, I wish there was a lot more bands. Well, I mean, there's a lot of them, but more that we could play with where it would, the fans would like everyone, you know? Yeah. We, we have had a lot of trouble with that. What kind of, what kind of fans do you guys have? In terms of, uh, you know, like what, what do you, do you get all different kinds of people who are into what you do? Yeah, actually we have, um, some people come up and say, you know, you, you sound a lot like at the drive-in or like these guys. And then other people be like, I heard a lot of King Crimson and you like relating to things that they listen to obviously, but it's, it seems like different fan base. The usually as far as I could tell, it seems like the people who are open to a lot of different genres, you know? Yeah. Not just the that metal head or something or you know. Not, Which is cool. That that's wrong. That's what you not want. That that's bad. Yeah. I mean, you want you want a, a wide variety. And I I think I think people as much as, you know, like genre, like you said before, is is important. Like people want to know what genre you are. You know, even when you're uploading your music, you kinda of have to put in a genre of some form or another, whether it's on iTunes or whatever. But I think people are kind of starting to get past that a little bit just because you're in kind of you know most people are listening on their on their iPod or something like that and you, and you see everybody has more of a, an eclectic taste now like people are, are mixing stuff up or they're listening to stuff on shuffle and they're not really like sticking to one thing or another so I, I think I think you're okay in that sense like you don't have to worry as much about fitting into something now yeah so uh, the the um, so what's what's after after these shows like? What's the ultimate goal for the band? Like, uh, you know, I mean, where where do you guys want to go? I mean, where do you see yourselves in a couple of years? Um, I don't know. Ultimately, playing have more fans, keep playing shows. I mean, we will regardless. But to get a little bigger, like I've never thought of 
getting huge or anything. I never saw it as a possibility, but just even to just play music for a living and make money, I'd be ecstatic, you know, not have a job and just be able to focus on what we love, you know, that, that would be my ultimate goal. I'd say. I don't know. What about you? Oh, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) We share common, common goals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, one thing I ask a lot of the, 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 the bands about is, you know, obviously with the, the name of the site and everything about the, the local scene in general, like what, what do you see or maybe some of the, the positives of, of the local music scene and, you know, what are, what are some of the, the trials and tribulations, so to speak of, uh, you know, making music in uh, Northeastern Pennsylvania? Hmm. Well, or the successes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I said, you know, <laughs> the ups and the downs as well. I forgot that ups meant good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there are a lot of bands and there are venues that are willing to take original music, which is cool. Um, there's a there's a pretty good amount of people that'll come out. But at the same time, it's 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 hard to get people to come out. Some shows are great, some aren't. And there could be more venues, you know, there could be more more bands even, you know. Um, I don't know. There are a lot of studios, though, a lot of great studios. <clears throat> 25 it. Thank you. <laughs> it's the stewed at 25. I don't want to I don't want to claim ownership over the whole thing. <laughs> in in my ego, I do, but in yeah. reality, no. Sorry, <clears throat> the stewed. Yes. <laughs> LLC. <laughs> Do you want to you want to do uh, your segment? Uh, we, don't, Lauren? we don't have an intro for this. But yeah, we don't we don't even have a name for it yet. No, we do. Do we do? Yeah. Okay. What is it? Rapid fire cues. Oh, I see. Oh, I see what you did there. Because I'm cute. Yeah, I know. It's funny. It is. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You have exactly three seconds to come up with an answer. Holy shit! Ooh, that's not <laughs> first thing. Wow! Immediately it comes to your head, just respond from your gut. If you talk over each other, that's fine. I don't have a feeling that that's really going to be a problem here, though. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Saucer of milk, Q. <laughs> Are you ready? I guess. Yes. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Waffles. Ooh. All right, go. If you could time travel and perform in front of any famous figure, who would it be? Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> wow, you've John been... John Lennon. I just, I probably could have had a better one. Nope. Yeah, but Marilyn Monroe is yeah, real quick. Why? Really? Yeah. I have no idea. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to see her. Yeah. In her prime. She's pretty. Your personal best Halloween costume ever. Oh, shit. Michael Myers. Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Hmm? That's, that you was were Jack best. Nicholson from The Shining? I tried to do this year. Oh, I saw the picture. <laughs> it was your girlfriend was was uh, Shelley Duvall. Duvall. Yeah. Yeah. But the only thing perfect. I didn't have was long hair down in time. But otherwise, I had down decent. With the with, <laughs> first one it, that came to mind. What did she have? The bat? Just like, get away. <laughs> yeah, get away. Yeah. She kept doing that too. <laughs> bash your fucking brains in. <laughs> Do you know that uh, Stephen King hated that movie? Really? It's oh, nothing, yeah. oh, yeah. It's nothing I, like I did, the book. Did, that's yeah. why. Hated it. It's what? very dissimilar, really? and the hero at the end was not. Uh, the and, then they, and we talked about this last week, right? We did not. It was yeah. Stephen Weber. Ah, Stephen yes. Webber was in the remake, yes. yeah, from yes. Wings and Dracula Dead and Loving It, and Rebecca De Mornay. 
Mm. Yeah, like, she was the wife, right? Correct. Yeah. If you I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to forget that one exists. All right. Now you've interrupted rapid fire cues. Sorry, Q. <laughs> if you could li- listen to only one album for the rest of your life, what would that album be? I can't answer that. <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon, White Album. No, that's that's two. We you, you I can break the rules. Answer. Would you say? Two, I don't. I don't. Two. I, I can't even think of one. <laughs> you can't I'm even sorry. think of one that I could listen to for the rest of my life. I don't know. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Last question. <laughs> Last question. You've just been given a puppy. Name it. Bubba. Um, Big Mac. What? Uh, I was thinking Mac, and then I was like, Big Mac would be cool if he was a big dog. I don't know. You say if you only have a little bit of time, man. That's a great Go dog, ahead, dog name. name. Three, yeah. two. I already have one. Oh. That's I mean, the name I want... of your dog? That's a terrible dog name. I already have one. Come here, I already have one. <laughs> don't you think that'll be funny? No. I was wanting to name a dog shit. <laughs> shit! You look just outside calling for the dog. I knew a cat once named Angry Customer. <laughs> <laughs> No, you didn't. I did. I did. That's that's a crime. The uh, clerk's reference. Mm. Nice. Somebody named their cat angry customer. Yeah. Who? Oh no, annoying customer. Annoying. And it was annoying customer. You're right. So that's the clerk's reference. That was a clerk's yes. reference. You're right. Jesus. Thank you very much for participating in rapid fire cues. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're the most amazing nerd ever. Who? You. I've waited 38 episodes to do this segment. It's yours now. You're, I mean, it's you're been mine it. since before we had a podcast. Because. But now you're going <laughs> to. Now we need a song. Like a. like a. Oh, yeah. Rapid fire with Q. Yeah, okay. I was afraid you were going to go to the crossfire theme, but okay. Good. What was the crossfire theme? Crossfire. We can't do that because it's a copyrighted song from Milton Bradley. Q. Oh yeah, the crossfire. Red like, fire with, with the, Q. The the really intense kids shooting the metal balls at each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know the one. <laughs> Doesn't that, that sounds dangerous? Oh, uh, it, it was. was dangerous. Yeah, I actually I I had that game. It was definitely dangerous. Was it like Hungry Hungry Hippos time? <gasps> it was. I guess you know it, it's similar in the fact that it's a board with the, all the, the the balls on it. But I mean, you had to. You, you're basically wait. There was like a them gun. Wasn't other. there a yeah, gun? Like yeah, a little, it was like a little plastic gun. gun. After this is over, we're going to have to talk. Was about it marbles? Hammerfall. Look it up on YouTube. They're 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 like they no, they were like metal balls. That does not sound. <laughs> I know it was not safe. Our childhoods were awesome and dangerous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now everything's I, made of Nerf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd tell you, Lauren. Why do you every time like I say a sentence, you look so disappointed that I spoke? I had like a thing in my throat. Right, currently or like in the past? No, just like just now. Like a, like spittle? No. <laughs> Was it one of those balls from the game? Yeah. <laughs> Still lodged in there from like 20 years ago? <laughs> from the 80s. It's stuck. <laughs> My mom knew a school principal, right? He used to live across the street from me. He used to, he used to teach. He, he was a principal at Tech when, when Tech was here. Yeah. And when he was a teacher, pre-principal, he got angry at a student or something and slammed his hands on his desk and there was a pencil and the pencil went into the palm of his hand and snapped. Mm-hmm. And so my, he's telling my mom this conversation like 10 years later and he's like, yeah, it went in like right there. And my mom goes, sure as shit, you could see the pencil start moving in his hand. It was in there for like a decade. And when he did it, it was like the first time it ever moved. So they were both freaked out. 
I just thought I'd tell you that. Thanks. And then I found twenty dollars in his hand. No, you just if your story bombs, <laughs> you just got to find something. You, you just pretend you well, found was, twenty bucks. At I the thought end. in the end you'd say, and then he got it removed. Oh, I don't know if he got it and removed. I'm, it I'm sh- no, no, no. He got it. Right. I hope he got it removed, but that'd be like really weird. Why did he keep it in there for like ten years? Life. I don't think he realized the whole thing went in and like snapped. I thought he just like stabbed his hand. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty messed up, right? Yeah. Yeah, but how do you not look down and see that half the pencil's missing? You know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I never got to that deep of the... I was I was 10 around the time it happened. So it was like 28,000 years ago. I don't think it was 28,000 years ago. Lauren, I went to public school. I didn't do well in math. So that's where it's at. Why? Oh, I'm happy you're back, but I'm not happy you're back. It was a good try at telling a story. Oh, my God. she She came back with anger. Yeah. Why are you so angry? From the 80s. When I, <laughs> when I was a kid, actually, uh, I this this, to, this tells you how, how bad my, my childhood was in terms of just how, how horrible my luck was. I knocked a pencil off of my desk and it went straight down into my leg and stuck in my leg, like the point down. How is that possible? I don't know. But I, so, so I pulled it out and I still had the pencil lead <coughs> in my leg for like months wait, was, wait, before wait, wait. it like worked itself out. Was it a sharpening pencil? Yeah, it was like, it was the, sh- the fully sharpened pencil and just went right in my leg. Well, you seem like one of those guys who was like, my, all my pencils need a fine point. Uh, were you that guy? Or were you like the dull pencil guy? I, I guess I had a sharpened pencil most of the time. I would say. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so you, this could seem like a crazy euphemism for something, but it's not. No, it's definitely not. It's defi- we're definitely talking about. We're a definitely pencil. talking about pencils. <laughs> yeah, and the pencil that stuck in my leg it was La horrible. Ultima palabra. Sure. I don't know what that means. The last word. Oh yes. <laughs> Moving on. So we talk. I don't know. We, I don't know what we're talking about this week, but. This is what we do every week. We just have like this last moment of either joy or serious disgrace. <laughs> yes, yeah. okay. It's it's nice this week actually because oh, we we good. didn't really we didn't really get a lot of uh, like comment commentary that I could you know go off of for for this one. But our most popular story this week was the uh, the beards of Scranton story, mm. which was uh, Jason Reed Miller, uh, local photographer, uh, put together with. Uh, uh, Tammy Nasser, who works for uh, the Junior League of Scranton, they uh, went around and uh, Jason took portraits of uh, all these guys with uh, different beards and uh, put together a calendar, uh, 2016 calendar called is it the Beards, like the of, beards Scranton. of Is it really? Yeah, Beards of Scranton, it's called. And it's it's pretty cool, actually. It's, uh, it's really well done, uh, well put together. It was printed locally at uh, Center City Print in Scranton. And then... Uh, they uh, they sold them at uh, Loyalty uh, Barbershop on, on Friday. Uh, Friday for First Friday. The place was packed. I went down and the place was like hopping for this thing. For like, the calendars. Yeah, yeah. Did really. Did, <laughs> and the story was was uh, you know one of one of our our bigger stories this month. Uh, for some reason, people just went nuts for the beards. So I guess beards <laughs> are like at an all time high when it comes to popularity. I'm not really sure why because I asked them that and they never answered that question. So I'm not really sure why. Beards are so popular. I don't think now. you and I can grow a beard, can you? Uh, I can. I can grow a beard because my my father used to have a, a a big beard, and that's why I didn't because I didn't want to be like you know you you don't want to be like your parents, you know like so so I, I never. I'm I, so- 
if if he if he had big hair, I had short hair. You know what I mean? Like you, you want to be different. I'm more and more finding out I'm like my parents than I ever wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> so can you guys grow beards? I can't grow a beard. He can, and Frankie can, not me. I always wish I could have a mustache. I can't. Like, what, what kind of mustache would you have if you could grow a mustache? I'm badass one. But, but what like defines like badass? Whatever makes like a, a badass, 70s man. one or like one of those like a curly one or oh, no like no not bar? like a no not that eccentric and like a I don't want to call like for attention like a Ron Swanson. No no I meant like the swirly one like hmm. the uh, the guy from uh, oh Ian has who it, would doesn't tie he? people up on railroad tracks. <laughs> Snidely Whiplash? Snidely, yeah. I don't want that mustache. Oh, my but God. Like that's a badass 70s one. Or a porn stash. <laughs> there you go. That's, I can't. I, I, I thought it was ironic, too, because Jason, uh, before the calendar came out, shaved his freaking beard. Oh, no. Now What's he had, look like? I don't know what he be- looks like. Oh, it, it's it's so weird. Did you notice him? Did you well, recognize he him? He shaved it, and he he kept the porn stash for what? like a week. So he had this this like child molester kind of porn stash. For for maybe that. a couple weeks, and then he finally shaved it That's off. Not fair to people with I saw him mustaches. yesterday at work. He was watching the Vikings game. Yeah, see. Yeah, what's he look like without <laughs> facial? I don't. I don't. I wouldn't know what he would look like. Go on Facebook. I'm sure there's probably a picture on there. Was he han- Was he handsomer? <laughs> <laughs> he looked. He looked good actually at the the uh, the release show. He was uh, wearing a tie and 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 a button up shirt. Who I'm is like, this man? And what did what he I, do with Jason Remo? That's what Riemel. I said. You know, <laughs> listen to the li- listen to that episode of the podcast, and then picture picture that. Maybe he found Jesus or something. I don't know. <laughs> did he start going to Presbyterian Church or something? Or I don't know. Wow. Did he look like Ned Flanders? Uh, no, not really. I mean, was it like a good stash? What's it look like? <laughs> No. Yeah. Yeah. She's looking at the picture now. I, from this angle, he looks like Michael Jordan. He looks like Donnie Vomit a little bit. Who? Donnie Vomit of Coney Island. Well, he's Donnie Vomit? Now he's in like New Orleans or something. Donnie Vomit? Yeah, he's a human blockhead. What is that? He puts things in his nose, like drills. Oh. oh that guy, yeah. Yeah. No, I know the act of doing that. I just didn't know he was called a blockhead. That was a profession. A, the profession of being a blockhead. Like a carnival? Yeah, a sideshow. Oh, really? Yes, from the sideshow. Did not know that. Yeah. Not to be confused with Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a jerk the guy who ate the chicken? Uh, Chicken heads, particularly. Chicken heads? Yeah. All right. No, it's a geek. The, the geek. Was oh, the, the guy. geek. Yeah. That's the geek. A jerk is just me. What, what's the, what was the things <laughs> that were said? <laughs> so what, what's the comment? Oh, they're they're really like I said. It was just it was just a popular story, but I did I did happen to see one where this this guy tags his friend. He said you should be in this, and I just thought it was so funny. The guy just says I wasn't asked. <laughs> <laughs> He's so disappointed. Oh man, that he was not part of this. Like next year, are they gonna do? Are they gonna do another calendar? Is this gonna be like a yearly thing? I don't know. I, I mean, they 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 said that it might be possible. Yeah, they could they could do another one because I mean they they shot uh they shot twenty one people and obviously only twelve could make it into the calendar so they had the full 21 people you know up on the wall at the release show and stuff which you if you go to loyalty barbershop in scranton you can see it they're uh, on display for the next month but uh how do you pick the top 12 that's what i'm who gets july 
Right. Well, you know, one thing that they said was interesting is a lot of people, when they picked, uh, they, they put, a, I don't know if you know Justin Troutman. Uh, I never met him. Uh, nice, real, real nice guy. He, he's the, the guy on, the, on the, the, the front cover. And a lot of people were bitching at them through social media saying, well, you know, you should have picked a guy with a bigger beard. And it's like, it's beards of Scranton. It's not little it's not beards, big beards. It's the counts of the beard. Right. It's the quality of the trimming. Yeah, because he, he, he had this huge beard for a while and he got it trimmed up. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know if it's if it's the quality that sometimes just people have like... A mighty beard? Um, yeah, like a great big bushy beard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they have like a power... Like this, there's some beards where like it's it's powerful. Right. And then with me, it just looked like the 12-year-old kid. <laughs> Still. Why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing. I'm making a 12-year-old kid face. That's the face a 12-year-old kid makes? I just <laughs> ate a lemon yeah. and had to fart? <laughs> 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 so that's it that's that's no it. one asked me yeah that's i it. wasn't asked i'm really glad nobody asked me you don't have a beard i wish i had a beard why be so mighty i bet you i, I honestly oh, like if any woman had if a beard I had that i knew potential to grow a beard i think you would they would use it, it they would use it as like construction compound like for it would be like a binding agent. It your would be beard. more. It would be more powerful of a bullet deterrent than spider webbing. I don't know what that means, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Is spider webbing a bullet deterrent? It's more powerful than Kevlar when woven into a fabric, but like twenty times more expensive. Yeah, because spiders are scary. <laughs> so Saturday the fourteenth. Yes, the Saturday the fourteenth. What time do you guys go on? We're going on probably around 11-ish. <laughs> We're not sure. It depends on how how things go when we start. But music doors will be open at 9. Music yep. around 9 or 10. And what's Moxon, Estacoda? Doghouse Charlie and Family Animals. That's going to be a fun night, man. It will be. Are you guys stoked or? Very. Five bucks at the door and we got merch too and we're very excited. When Do you have any idea when it's going to be on iTunes? Yes, that day. It's oh, released. so so, so yeah. s- s- Friday, the fourteenth. The album is released. Saturday It'll be on iTunes. Yeah, Saturday. It'll be on iTunes, Amazon, MB3. Uh, How much is it on iTunes? Bandcamp. Ten ten bucks on iTunes. Five bucks to download the digital release. I'm gonna get that, and I'm only getting it because I saw you at Culture Shock. <laughs> it's like these guys, and I'm gonna get that, and then I'm gonna wait a month just so I don't seem like a crazy person. Then I'll get the other album. <laughs> and then Thanks, and then I'm going to get the Christmas album <laughs> but I have to wait a whole year for Halloween because they did a Halloween Christmas album Christmas is next month yeah I'm going to wait a month I'm going to get that album and then I'm going to get the Christmas album and I'm probably going to play it on Christmas day and everyone's going to get annoyed and it's going to why is am I am I just fucking up today or is like everybody <laughs> just hating me like did I do something am I the smelly kid today like what is going on you do smell I know. No, I'm joking. You don't. Like what though? <laughs> <laughs> like bullshit. Oh wow. my god! When this is over, you and I, I, I have no problem getting into a physical fight you, with you because I know you can hold your own. Take it outside. You and I are going at it. You have to math like Kung me. Fury. You buy the album a month from the release. Stop trying to correct it's me. It's going to be December 14th, and if you wait another month, you'll have missed Christmas entirely. I'm not saying I was mating it, waiting a month, mating. <laughs> <laughs> you were mating for a month. I'm mating this month. Um, <laughs> hide your wife, hide your kids. I'm not doing. 
I said I'm going to wait a month to buy the older, the previous okay, album. I, I never put a time frame on the Christmas one. Thank you so much. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm you guys, so going to kick your ass. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank I you. wish you guys the best the of luck, man. You guys deserve every million of dollars that you guys make. And you, do, you, you absolutely deserve it. I'm serious. Thank you, man. I hope. Yeah, thank you. I, I Even hope that happens know. now. It, 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 <laughs> dude, just... I, it's weird when you set when you when you set your expectations yeah. low. Like yeah. it seems like that was your yeah. your point from the outset. Yeah, those are the ones who like they make it because they're like we're just doing this for the love of it. If you're doing it for the commerce of it, I don't think. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And your name's great. Thank you, Dave Grohl. Hate if you watch interviews <laughs> now. Dave Grohl's like I hate the name Foo Fighters. Really? Yeah, absolutely. He's like I just needed a name. I came up with it. And it stuck. <laughs> so that it. That's it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys again. Seriously.